Welcome to the e-commerce society podcast, where you can learn how to start, grow, scale, or launch your dream e-commerce and product-based business, all without ever relying on ads or social media. Each week you will hear step-by-step tangible and fluff-free strategies to help you skyrocket your sales and traffic, gain more visibility for your business, and create those mega loyal customer super fans, which you totally need. Hi, I'm Carrie Fitzgerald, your cheerleader and hype girl. Went from corporate marketing in the education space to building, scaling, and selling my own product-based business. And today, my work and mission is to help founders just like you create and scale the world's most magnetic brands and turn them into fucking empires. So whether you're thinking of starting a product biz or scaling yours, this podcast is the secret sauce to making all those dreams come true. So grab a coffee or grab a champagne and let's dive into it. Welcome to this week's episode of the e-commerce society podcast. So in this week, we're going to dive into how do you plan your year for the year? How do you plan for 2024? Sorry, that didn't make any sense. So we're going to kind of dive into how do you set goals? How do you create measurable KPIs, key performance indicators? How do you just plan ahead so you don't wake up every day asking, what do I work on today? Which I know is what a lot of people do. And that was me with my business as well. A lot of the time before I kind of created a strategic plan and, and I want to say like an easy plan too. This doesn't have to be, you know, 700 Excel tabs or these like crazy, you know, Excel documents with like 3000 tabs in them. It can be a really simple plan of attack, but it gives you something to to start from. It gives you something to work towards and you can always iterate it and go from there. So the first thing that you want to do when you're wanting to plan out your year is, and this is something that everybody needs to be doing, is you have to reflect on the previous year. So reflecting on 2023, what worked, what didn't work. This is a really, really important thing. So I want you to literally, if you're sitting in front of your computer, which you're probably not right now, but I'm actually going to be giving you access to this planning document. So if you go to the bottom of the show notes, you will see a link to grab my e-commerce society master planning guide. And this is actually a document that I created for my membership community last year. And I just loved it so much. It's this incredible document. There are quite a few tabs, but it's meant to give you a lot of different things that you can work on all within one document. But I'm going to give that to you for free as a little gift. So you can grab that below and it's going to help you do all the things that I'm talking about in this episode. So the first thing is your year in review for 2022. What worked, what didn't work. So you have to be reflecting on the year before. So January, it's January 3rd right now. It's a fresh time to start over. And the easiest thing to do for starters is to really look at what worked and what didn't work for last year. So I want you to literally make sure you grab my document below and start working. And some ways, if you're kind of like, I don't know how to measure what worked and what didn't work. First, just think off the top of your head. What, like maybe you sent products to an influencer and you spent $5,000 and you got no sales in return. Or maybe you switched to an email marketing provider and it really sucked. You know, like things like that. Just off the top of your head, what worked, what didn't work. And then in terms of what worked, 
sorry, I hope you can't hear the noise behind me. There is a really big vacuum going on. So anyway, I want you to look at um, what works. So maybe for you, you got invited to be in a bunch of podcast episodes and those podcast episodes worked really well for you. You got lots of traffic. You got lots of people saying, hey, I discovered you on a podcast. That happens to me all the time. Um, just the other day, someone reached out to me and they had listened to the podcast episode where I was on Pat Flynn's SPI podcast, which is like the greatest thing in the whole world for me. Um, I got multiple people that reached out to me and said, hey, we would love to have you speak in our membership group. Another person signed up for a service that I offer. So you never know where people will discover you. But for me, getting on podcasts is a huge visibility strategy for me. And it's a way that helps me get visibility for my business. So just really make a list. Make a list of what works in your business. Traffic, sales, that kind of thing. And then in terms of metrics and numbers. So it's really, really important that you use data-driven decision-making. So understanding not just, oh, like, I think my business did well because of this. Like, you need to have actual numbers. And I want you to just do a yearly recap. What was your traffic for the year? What was your conversion rate for the year? What were your sales for the year? What were your top 10 best-selling products? What is your return customer percentage? What is your average order value? What were your total orders? You don't really need to know that, but it's good to know. And then just things like, where did your sales come from? Which sources? Your top pages visited. So these are all metrics and numbers that you can find in. For example, if you use Shopify, you can find this information in your dashboard. Um, Google Analytics will give you things like page views and things like that. So this is a really important thing. I want you to be looking at your numbers. You have to be looking at your numbers. So that's going to give you an indicator of how well you did in 2023 so you can plan for 2024. So the next thing you want to do is start to think about your 2024. What do you want your year to look like? You know, how, and I also want to... I also want to say one really important thing, and this is something that I haven't done a podcast episode about it. I'm going to, but you really have to think about your business, not just in terms of sales and traffic and all that kind of shit. Was your, did you like your business? Did you have fun with your business last year or were you miserable? Did you hate your business? For me, there are a lot of things in my business in 2023 that I really struggled with. And I also struggled with some things in personal life and just like a lot of things happened in 2023 that just like weren't great things. And that's okay. But it impacted how I felt and I didn't take care of myself very well. And when you don't take care of yourself very well, it like it's like this trickle down effect into other things in your in your business. So I didn't have a great 2023 at all. Like it was the worst year of my business. I think since I've started and that doesn't mean I didn't do good things. I did really awesome things. I launched like a bunch of new programs, um, a lot of positives. Okay. So I'm not saying that everything was horrible, but as a whole, I didn't have a good 2023. I didn't like my business very much and just a lot of things I'll share it on a different episode. And I'm just being real. I'm just being authentic with you. I think a lot of people who have e-commerce 
businesses or product-based businesses and they're in this like education space, they make it seem like business is all like sunshine and rainbows. And that's not actually true. And I want you to feel like you have a place where you can vent about your business. You can complain about it. And if that's me, go for it. Message me on Instagram and say, hey, you know what? My 2023 sucked too. And here's why. But it's really important. You have to also think, well, how can I change? How can I make 2024 2024 better? Like, I want you to also have a solution, not just my business sucked, you know? And, and I don't mean that in a rude way, but I but you're not going to change things unless you figure out, well, what's the solution? What do I do differently this year, you know? And I'm working on a plan for my own business right now of what I'm going to be doing differently to make this year a better year for me. So I would say, what do you want your year to look like? First, how do I make my business fun? I think that's a really important thing. And I think we oftentimes forget that our business doesn't have to be horrible. And I think oftentimes it it is horrible. I mean, I talked to the amount of, I talked to so many different people and so many people, especially last year, I don't know what it was last year, like did not like their business for a variety of reasons. But just overall think, what do you want your year to look like? How do you make your business more fun? And how do you create a business around the life that you want to? So I did an episode about a year ago on how to create an awesome 2023 for you. And I talked about the same things that I'm talking about today. So this episode might feel like, might feel like deja vu. And it's because I talked, I talked about the same thing last year. So this was a great episode. And I think it's a great way to start the year, just thinking about business goals and how to measure those goals, but also like, what do you need to do in your business to make it better? You know, that's a really important thing. And you're not meant to like everything. Again, I know a lot of people who have podcasts, and um, our mentors or coaches, they really just make it seem like, oh, having an e-commerce business, it's so easy and it's great every day. And it's it's really not. And those are not my people. And maybe they're your people. I don't know. But I like to be real with you on the shit storms that are basically being an entrepreneur because that's exactly what it is. It's like a shit storm. You get some good things thrown at you and you get a bunch of shit thrown at you and you have to figure out how do I navigate around all the bullshit, right? Okay. So first thing I want to talk about is what are the things that you can do that make you feel good every day? So this has nothing to do with business. This is just what could you incorporate into your life that makes you feel better mentally or physically, whatever. So for me, that's dog walking. And I think a huge part of why my 2023 kind of ended on a horrible note is for me, my dog tore her ACL and actually it happened in September. She tore her ACL in September. We thought it was just like she kind of had a light sprain or something. And we found out in was it end of October? I think it was end of October. We found out that she had actually torn her ACL and she was living through that pain for two months, which I think I will never forgive myself for that. And we had to do the ACL surgery the first week of November. It's called TPLO surgery for a dog, but it's a major surgery. It was really expensive and the recovery is horrific. So it's now been eight weeks as of yesterday. So my dog is halfway through like the official recovery period, but I couldn't, I haven't been able to really walk her. She's now able to go on like 10 minute walks a couple times per day just to go to the bathroom and stuff. 
but I was used to walking the dogs, you know, multiple times a day and at least one really solid walk in the morning. And between my husband's schedule changing and then my dog surgery, my morning dog walk basically has been gone for the last November, December, well, over two months. And so that really ended my year in a terrible note. My mental health significantly was worse and just more anxiety and just like the stress over my dog. It was horrible. And not only that, uh, starting in the first month of October, we had what was supposed to be like a three-day job in our house turned into basically three months of people coming in and doing all these stupid projects that like wouldn't end. And just all these things, it just really tainted my year. I ended, I had this amazing trip to Alaska in August. And then after that, it just was like kind of a shit storm. So again, I'm not trying to just share all my shit here with you. I'm just trying to just remind you, like, what can you do each day? Oh my gosh. I'm literally looking at my window right now. And there is an eagle sitting in a tree that looks out my window. Like how cool is that? I love Pacific Northwest. Okay. I'm distracted. So you want to kind of think what do, what can I add into my day that makes me feel great that where I get good ideas, where I get good energy. So for me, that's dog walking for you. That could be a number of things. I know for whatever reason, a lot of people get really good ideas when they're taking a shower or taking a bath or something. So whatever that is for you, do more of that. It's really important that you incorporate those things that either give you good ideas, make you feel good, make you feel mentally stress-free and incorporate that into your routine every day. Actually, for a lot of you, it's probably going to the gym and things like that. You know, um, what are your personal goals? So we're still talking about business as well, but I also want you to think in general, what do you, what do you want your year to look like? So what are some personal goals that you have? Like maybe it's a trip or vacation, or maybe it's a health goal that you have, or maybe you want to start another business. Maybe you've really cracked the code on making candles and you're like, Hey, I see other people, you know, teaching people how to make candles. I kind of want to try that too. That seems really fun. Why not go for it? So think about personal goals that you have too, not just business. And then for business goals, you know, some, some standard things could be what's your revenue goal, What's your profit goal? Again, that's why the important thing is to look to do the 2023 stuff first. Because if you know, okay, in 2023, I made $100,000 or in 2023, I made $50,000 and I only made, I, okay, not only, sorry. And I made $10,000 in profit. Okay. I'm just literally throwing numbers out of my ass. So maybe for this year, you're like, okay, I want to increase my sales by 20% and I want to increase my profit by 10%. Okay. Just giving you some random numbers. So that gives you a baseline to go from. So you're not just saying, oh, let's just make the goal hundred thousand dollars. Like you need to have, there needs to be some strategy here and a good way to go from is just looking at what you did this year. And then always looking at, okay, look, how could I what do I need to do to increase my profit? What do I need to do to increase my sales? What do I need to do to increase my traffic or my sales channels? You know, so it's really important that you have goals and not just pulling things out of your ass. You want to look at, are you going to launch new products? Are you going to have a team? Do you want to have a better schedule? So those are some goals that you can kind of start to think about. 
And then let's look else. Okay. Another thing that's really important here is looking at your business. I, I on this, I'm like looking at the, the document that you're going to get as a free gift here. Literally e-commerce society master planning guide, but I call it the business love and hate list. What do you hate about your business? <laughs> so make a list of all the things that you hate about your business and then make a list of all the things you want to get off of your list. And I call them shit to get off your list. So really, really important that you identify in your business the stuff that you really like to do and the stuff that you really do not like to do. It's very important that you identify those things. And ideally, when you're able to, those are the first things that you outsource. Those are the first things that you get a virtual assistant or a personal assistant or whatever to help you with those things. So you focus on your zone of genius and you focus also on the things that you like to do. I mean, sometimes there are just things that you like to do and there are things that make you want to jump out a window. So for me, I really hate accounting. And anytime you ask me to do anything with accounting or taxes or any of that kind of stuff, I'm not going to be very excited to do it. And so those are the things that I wait until the very last second to do those things. But for you, that could be something else. So when I had my product-based business, the thing that I really hated so much was packing orders. I hated it. I hated packing orders. And then over time, I started to really hate customer service email. And so if I, I shouldn't say if, when I start my next product-based business, the one of the first things that I will get off of my plate will be packing orders. I will not do it. Like, of course, if, you know, it's a brand new business, I'll probably do it for like the first month or so. But that's the first thing that I would basically find a teenager or a college student in my neighborhood to come over one hour a week. And depending on what products I'm selling, pack orders. So maybe that means I have to print out the labels or something, but the orders are already packed up. So if I'm selling dog poop bags, for example, I already have packages of little boxes of dog poop bags already in the packages, you know, so it just needs a label slapped on and it's ready to be shipped. Another thing that I would outsource very quickly would be customer service. So I did my customer service for my business, the Dapper Dog Box for three years. And in some ways it's, I loved it because it gave me so much, it gave me such a great understanding of not only how to make your customers happy, but how to resolve, how to turn a customer service problem into an opportunity. So again, in my book, Customer Obsession, I talk about the importance of customer service. You have to have it. This is not something that you can skip. If you have an e-commerce or product-based business, you have to have customer service. So whether that's you responding to emails, whether you have an app that you've installed that will sort of do that for you, if you have a chat box that will answer questions for people, like you have to have a customer service strategy or system. And it really helps you to understand how you can tweak things in your business. I'll leave it at that. I don't want to dive too deep into this, but I do. I don't want to do that again. Um, I don't want email to be part of like my day to day. Um, email customer service would be outsourced immediately. I would find someone who I could train like a virtual assistant who I could train. And, you know, you have to identify what are the things that people complain about? 
what are the problems that people have with your business? And then you create SOPs, email templates, et cetera. And you can have a Google, um, Google email, not a like Gmail account, but Google, um, I'm, I'm blanking on what it's called, Google Workspace. And you can have a business domain email that's in Google. So you can share that with a virtual assistant and they can do the email for you. So if I was going to do another product-based business, email and customer service off my plate from day one. I want nothing to do with it. Um, that's not what I like to do. And it's not something that you can skimp on. You know, you can't ignore people's um, customer service emails when you have a product business. People will message you about shipping. Where's the package? Where's the product? I lost my order. You know, the product ripped in the mail, whatever. You you can't ignore that, you know? So anyway, you want to just be cognizant of the things that drain your energy or the things that you just like absolutely hate to do and keep a note of this. These are the things that you want to outsource. And then also be aware of your time wasters. I know you're going to say, Carrie, I don't waste time, but you do. I guarantee it. Scrolling through Instagram, scrolling through this, scrolling through TikTok. Every time you're scrolling through, you're wasting time. So just keep in mind. And also when you're not batching your work, you're also wasting time. Okay. Your schedule. So how do we create our dream schedule. So batching is really, really key and just being aware of some of the things I'm going to talk about. So when do you have your most energy? So some of you have nine to five jobs, so you have to, you know, work around the nine to five job, you know? Um, but just being aware of when you have the most mental energy. So if you're a morning person, I'm a morning person. I always wake up with a butt crack it on. And at nighttime, I'm like a disaster. Don't ask me to do anything important at nighttime because my brain doesn't really work. But morning time, like I'm awake, I'm ready to work, I'm thinking, I wake up and I have like a million ideas. So when is your energetic mental time? And being aware of that and scheduling, creating your schedule so it works and matches when you're mentally active. With my product-based business, I used to wake up and then I would like start shipping orders in the morning. I would go through emails in the morning. And it wasn't until I had my current business that I said, oh my gosh, why did I do that? I did all the worst things when I was at my most mental clarity. So what I should have been doing during that time was all the marketing stuff. So marketing is what I love to do. And I wasn't doing that. So I was wasting all that really good time on the things that didn't match up with that. So being aware, when are you most mentally active? And then doing important things like the marketing stuff and maybe it's like product ideas or just anything like that that are the, the needle movers. You know, unfortunately, you have to answer customer service emails. You have to pack orders. Those are not the needle movers, okay? So the needle movers... Should be the last, shoot, I almost knocked over my water bottle. The needle mover should be when you're kind of like not mentally active. <laughs> Does that make sense? Um, and then try to have some sort of a schedule. I'll admit I have a hard time having schedules. I really like, I'm very spontaneous. That's my personality with everything. So I wake up and I'm like, I want to go to Alaska to hang out with grizzly bears tomorrow. I want to go tomorrow. I don't want to wait one year in advance. So I have a really hard time waiting. I'm very impatient, but I'm also very spontaneous. So if you ask me to create a content calendar of Instagram posts for an entire month, I, I won't do it. It's just really hard for me. 
I probably could do it, but I'm one of those people where I have an idea right now and then I'll do it right now if I can. Again, that's not always a good thing, okay? So if you can schedule things in advance, super important. If you can batch things in advance, really important. Batching is your best friend. And maybe it's not a month of Instagram posts, but maybe it's a week of stuff. Maybe it's a week of your emails at once or a month of your emails. If you know you're going to be doing a promotion, create all the promotional emails in one go, you know? Okay, so now let's talk about your planning. So we know the things we don't like about our business. We have some personal goals. We are aware of some of the things that we need to review, like our traffic and our sales and our conversion rate from 2023. But now it's kind of time to think about our planning. So what I want you to do is not kind of go too crazy here, but you kind of want to plan you can have yearly goals, but you can also have quarterly goals. I think having a yearly goal is great, but also then you have to break it down into either quarters or smaller goals. So you could say, for example, like I want to make $150,000 in 2024. Okay, cool. But what are you going to do to make that happen? You have to work backwards now. You know what I mean? Or you can say, I want to take my monthly traffic from 2,000 people per month to 5,000. Okay, great. But now you have to have measurable, ideally measurable goals that are, sorry, measurable steps you can take to work backwards to make that happen. So what do you, what do you have to do if you want to get more traffic? Well, I have to post this many times on Pinterest per month, or I have to create two blog posts per week, or I have to get on five podcast guest episodes per month or something. You know what I mean? Like you have to kind of create steps and then work backwards. Or if you say, I want to sell a thousand dollars a month of product. So again, um, I want you to have higher goals than that, of course, but I think that's, if you're a new business, that's a great goal. You know, you start small. So you have to kind of map out, well, what does that look like? What do I have to do to hit those goals? And it's always good if you, again, can kind of break it down into quarters and make it feel a little bit easier for you. I think having these like huge goals, like I want to make $500,000 next year. Well, if you only made $50,000 this year, that's a huge stretch. So how on earth are you going to do that? You know, so quarterly goals are good, like breaks them down into quarterly. Also, I really like to do focuses for each quarter. So what are a couple things that you want to get done per quarter? So for you, maybe right now you have a Shopify store, but you're ready to go wholesale. You're going to open up a fair or you're going to start on fair. You're going to do all the things to get into stores. So creating, I don't know, wholesale at all. Um, you're going to create a like stockist. You're going to create a whatever you need to do to get into stores. Again, not my wheelhouse at all, but so you want to kind of think of a couple focuses per quarter and then each month you kind of break down the things you need to do. So that's kind of the easiest way to kind of plan out the year in terms of big goals. So most of the goals you're going to have are going to be revenue driven or traffic driven, but probably revenue. You might have a profit goal as well. So just some things to do. You want to then map out product launches. So when are your product launches going to be? Because again, when you map out things like product launches, um, promotions, 
So holiday promotions, product launches, you it dictates the content that you create. So if you know, okay, right now it's January 3rd. No, yes, January 3rd. You know, um, I'm going to Valentine's Day is coming up and I have a, a dog poop bag company. So I'm actually creating, I'm making this up even though I'm actually manifesting this because I actually want to start. I actually really want to start a dog poop bag company. So I have some ideas, people. I'm going to share things with you soon, but I'm manifesting it because I actually want I actually want to do it. So anyway, you have a dog poop bag company and you're going to create some kind of, I don't know, a, a fun Valentine's Day themed product for your dog poop bag company. So you need to already know that. I mean, you would have already had to know that if you have to create a product from scratch, unless you're hand making it. But um, if you're manufacturing it, you know, you already need to have those products in hand, but you need to be planning emails and are you going to send products to influencers or, you know, things like that. So if you know your product launches and you know your, your, what was I saying, product launches and promotions, then you can plan everything else so much easier. So just make a list. What are you planning on doing new products this year? If not, that's okay, but make a list. Um, make a list of your bestsellers. So this is imp very important to do. So I want you to do two sets of stats for this. Actually, technically, yeah, two sets. The first is what are your top products for the whole year? So just overall, what are your hero products? You should already know this probably off the top of your head, but if you don't know, this is a great time to reflect and go find that information. So go and find, go on your, again, Shopify store, go on your dashboard, your analytics. You can find a report that will tell you uh, best products. Again, Google analytics will tell you this information too. And then in your Shopify dashboard, it will give you the top five. Uh, yeah, it gives you your top five products. So there's that. Um, okay. And then what I want you to do is do your top five products for each season or quarter. So for a lot of you, you'll have holiday products. So for example, for the holiday season, like Christmas or Hanukkah, depending on what you sell, you're going to have very different top sellers than you would the rest of the year. So being aware of seasonal top products. So what you want to do is be looking at your, again, seasonal products. So go quarter by quarter. So Q1, Q2, Q3, and Q4, and just identify what are your best products for that period. And then again, you can use that in your planning. So when you're planning out your months or your quarters, you know, okay, we're going to be doing these promotions. We're going to be launching these products. And we're going to be focusing our marketing efforts and our email efforts and our social media efforts on these products. So it's going to be a great indicator um, to help you plan your content. And then when it comes to your calendar and your content planning, kind of the same thing, like mapping out per quarters. What are you, let me see, let me pull up the product launch planner. So this master planning document is so freaking awesome. Like it just has so many cool little things in here for you, but I created a product launch planner where you can add your products that you're going to be launching, the launch dates, what are your pre-sell dates, 
you know, just different tasks that you need to add in. So deadlines to add to the website, what sales channels are going to go on. So it's going to be really helpful for you. And then a little bit of a checklist on when you're launching new products, you know, have you added them to the website? Have you optimized the images? Did you do the SEO? Did you send products to ambassadors, et cetera? So it's going to be really helpful. But then when it comes to um, a content calendar, we include, let me see, in this document, the master planning doc, we include October, November, December, but you can literally just come in here and duplicate the tabs and create the rest of the months for you. But you want to put in things like product launches, holidays, promotions, and that kind of thing. So really, really awesome stuff in here. I freaking love this little planner. So what you want to do is go into, yeah, just kind of map out things in a calendar. Um, I would just do this on a quarterly basis. I mean, you can do it longer if you want to, but I think for most of you planning a month in advance is probably a lot. Um, I know for me, I, if you ask me to like map out my Instagram posts for February, I would say, go fuck yourself because I would never do that. That's way too far away. <laughs> But you could say, you know, I know I'm going to be launching these things in February, you know, let's see time on it. So I have a time on it tab on how to map out your time waster. So just things like that. You want to audit your time, take a couple days in a row and just write out every single thing that you do during the day and how much time it took you. And you're going to quickly see where you're wasting time. And then definitely for the holiday season, I'm not going to go too deep into this because we literally just past the holiday season. And you're probably like, Carrie, screw you. I don't even want to think about the holiday season. But for next year, you want to really look at planning your holiday season as early as you can. And so what I have here is a holiday review. So you can literally write out um, all the things that happened this holiday season. So when you know your numbers, you know what you can do better for next year, and you know how to project or forecast for next year as well. So October 1st through December 31st is Q4. You want to look at what was your traffic, what were your total Q4 sales, October sales, November sales, December sales, top 10 best-selling products, top traffic sources, your average order value, and then again, sales by social source um, or sales by source. So again, those are some ways that you can really kind of start to map out your year. But again, a lot of this starts with looking at what worked, what didn't work, um, what you like about your business, what you don't like, what you want to change, what are the products that are becoming out, um, what your schedule is. So again, I hope this helped you in just trying to map out a better business for yourself. I know this is, it's it kind of a work in progress, honestly. No one is going to crack the code their first year in business. And for a lot of you, you know, you've maybe had your business for a couple of years and you're still kind of like, hmm. There's a lot of things I don't like and I want to change and that's okay. Um, this is my, I'm coming on four years of my current business and I'm amazed at when I look back at the four years of how much I've created and how many things I've done, but also really in a scary way, how much I've changed my business. I change constantly because I'm constantly thinking of, do I like doing this? Does it light me up? Do I hate it? Does it drain my energy? And when I start to say yes to those draining things, I know that I'm not working on the right thing, you know? And so you have to be okay with letting go of things and knowing that you evolve and 
you will change in your business. So again, I hope this helped you with thinking of some ways to plan out your year, not just with business goals, but also how do you make your business more fun and how do you make your business work better for you? So again, thinking of those things like your energy levels, how to plan ahead, how to look at the things that you don't like to do and get rid of them, get them off your plate and start to outsource those things. All right, my friends, I will see you in next week's episode. Oh, and don't forget to grab your master planning document below. That is your free gift for this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today. If you love this episode, please go ahead and leave a review on Apple Podcasts and then take a screenshot and share it on your Instagram stories. Tag me in it at Carrie A. Fitzgerald. My name is in the show notes. Thank you so much and I'll see you guys next week.